Hi, and welcome back to the Only Cure to Borderline Personality Disorder podcast. I'm Shamala Del Rosario. I'm 53. I'm a wife, a mother, grandmother, and I've lived with distorted perceptions for my entire life. I had been convinced that there was something fundamentally wrong with me and that I was unfixable. But around a year ago, I stumbled across Brian Barnett And from that moment, my misperceptions began to unravel. So as I continue to do the inner work to root out the underlying subconscious core belief that my feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of worth, and therefore so am I, I'll be using this podcast platform to share my insights and thoughts. So I strongly suggest that you do subscribe to thelastsymptom.com, which is the free resource that I have had and continue to have the privilege of learning from. And just to be clear, these are my personal experiences and insights. I'm not qualified in any field of emotional or mental health, and anybody that does choose to listen is responsible for their own thoughts, feelings, and actions. I hope you're all well. As ever, thank you so, so much for all of your comments and feedback. I really do appreciate it. I've spoken to a a couple of mental health um, community organisations this week about borderline personality disorder, you know, in the intergenerational cycle of emotional unhealth. Well, hopefully we'll catch up again and well, who knows, but I really, I really do want to raise awareness of the causes, you know, and the impact of borderline personality disorder. But, but moving on. Whether, whether you're somebody who lives with borderline personality disorder or somebody that loves somebody with borderline personality disorder, I'm sure that if you're completely honest with yourselves and me, you'll know something and probably a lot about this week's topic. So I want to talk about a horrible game and it can be played intentionally and unintentionally. And it can be played by both those who have borderline personality disorder and those without borderline personality disorder. It always ends in heartbreak and no one, no one can ever really win. Now, this is this is the is the principal dynamic that I'd really created within within myself. And it was it's the blame shame game. Have you played it? I bet you have. When I've played it, I've been I've been the only player in the game, you know, the game of self-blame. I've also been the instigator, that person doing the blaming. I've been the victim, the one being blamed by others. And I've also seemingly seemingly blamed others for my feelings when, you know, in just trying but unsuccessfully to, to explain what I'm feeling. You know, that pain. And afterwards, I'd play an intense game of self-blame. Hate myself so much that all I wanted to, to do was kind of crumble and hide. And if you're anything like, like I was, you could probably or can probably describe yourself as the, the undisputed universal champion. Yeah, the, the undefeated and undisputed universal champion of, of self-blame. I blamed myself for everything that had happened throughout my life. 
taking responsibility for, for absolutely everything and anything, including factors seriously out of my control. But you know, this continual game of self-blame kept me locked in that downward, that downward spiral of, of shame. And so as the resentments built up, I think it somehow managed to boil over, you know, and escape into my, into my whole life. So not only did I blame and shame myself, but I also played this game with my, my friends and loved ones too. You know, blaming and shaming them for the problems in maybe school, work, family or, or just socially with friends. Maybe had I'd become obsessed, you know, with finding somebody else to blame and hold responsible. Because I didn't want to be this horrible person. And maybe I wanted to stop feeling all of the, you know, all of the self-blame, depression and anger. And so I wanted somebody else to feel it instead. Or maybe my, my blurred understanding of where I began and ended. You know, where my rights, responsibilities and authority over, over my thoughts, feelings and actions began and ended. Maybe that confusion of, of who I was made me treat the people closest to me with the same venomous hatred that I had for myself. Because I needed, you know, needed to say to somebody else, you know, it's your fault that I'm tired or drinking, fat, overspending, whatever. I mean, it didn't really matter what it was. It could have been, it could have been anything. Or I'd say, well, if you didn't always do that, I wouldn't have to always find a way to escape from you. Or even if you would just get off my back and stop trying to control me, my life would be so much better. Just leave me alone. But really, this was just me trying, you know, trying to convince the other person that I myself was not in any, any way to blame. That it was always, always somebody else's fault. You know, at times trying to convince others to take, to take the responsibility away from me even if it was very obvious that it was me creating the problem. Hooking them in with emotionally unhealthy and often, you know, completely untrue accusations intended to cause that other person to feel badly about, about they themselves, to shame them. And so this game of blame and shame had gone on for my, my entire life, really. It seems so obvious now but honestly, I was completely ignorant to it. But can any of you without borderline personality disorder honestly tell me that you have never, ever done anything out of anger and frustration? You know, to intentionally or even unintentionally blame and shame somebody that you love? I'm not saying this to either blame or shame you. It's just, I need to highlight the importance, really, of both parties fully accepting their roles in the dysfunction of, of any relationship. Maybe subconsciously, you do know that you've been playing that, that blame-shame game for a long time. In fact, probably many of you have probably, I don't know, subconsciously even, become experts at giving back as good as you get. If I'm honest... My loved ones have generally been on the receiving end of my, my blame-shame game. 
and for a very long time too. And, you know, as a result, they did come to believe that they indeed must be the problem. They got hooked in by, you know, by my words and would come to believe that it must be actually be their fault after all. And they'd actually ask themselves, well, what other explanation can there be? I must be a terrible person. But, you know, when that actually does happen, they do also build up, you know, they generate horrible feelings of resentment towards us, even hating us. But they go on then to feel that shame, you know, for even experiencing those thoughts and feelings in the first place. And that that deep, you know, that powerful blame and shame that loved ones feel about our, our cutting words and actions, it can often overtake them. And often to the point where they do allow us to get away with the negative, those negative and destructive behaviours again and again. And unfortunately, sometimes the game does get turned around and then they begin to do the blaming and the shaming to us. You know, they'll say, well, if you weren't in my life, then I could be happy. And this, this regularly does play out and ultimately leaving everybody miserable, mistrustful, and even, you know, victimised. The thing to remember, though, is that when we're actually navigating our lives through that distorted, you know, that distorted perspective that, but we're definitely, we're not going to be the ones that are approaching our family members and saying, you know, somebody stop me, help me. So it usually, it does end up to be ones, you know, the, that love us, that do actually reach out for help for themselves first. And I know when they do, we may actually fight really, really hard against it. I mean, my blame-shame game would have gone on forever if my daughter hadn't have, I don't know, shifted the dynamic in a positive way by basically basically just opting out and saying, I'm done, I don't want to play this game anymore and deciding to get some help, you know, for herself. And that has ultimately led to all around um all around change because when we do finally admit that we've been contributing to you know to damaging dynamics we can actually shift that dynamic but we can't change what we won't allow ourselves to acknowledge and what it truly takes is the courage you know to change ourselves first and this is cliche I know But, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If we do what we've always done, we actually do, we get what we've always gotten. And I've actually, I've reached a point where where I realise, you know, playing that that blame-shame game, it's not constructive. It's, It's just, it's not productive in any way. In fact, the more often that we actually play that blame-shame game, the more we lose. When we play that blame-shame game, what we're actually doing is we, you know, we're kind of attributing our, you know, inner, inner feelings of, those deep inner feelings of disapproval, failure, deficiency and, and disgust to those that we, that we hold responsible. And yet it's usually ourselves with the self-blame um, anyway, but 
but it's also aimed at others in that same in that same venomous way you know like like poisonous shameful darts but here's what i've actually learned about myself you know and my unhealthy emotional drivers and this is with my personal game game of blame which i think the, i think you'll resonate with so blame it was my defense uh, mechanism I mean, you could call it projection, denial, distortion, but it was to preserve my my sense of self by avoiding my own flaws and failings. I also used blame to attack. Yeah, not just defence mechanism, but also in, in attack mode to hurt others. You know, that destructive formula of, of conflict um, resolution. And, and it was easier to blame somebody else rather than to, you know, to accept responsibility. Because if I accepted responsibility, I'd have to change. And that means looking within and doing the actual work. But I have been looking within and doing the inner work. And I can see that there is a difference, you know, between blame and responsibility. Because, you know, blame, it's just like shame. It's never constructive. Never. But to actually hold somebody responsible means that we just accept. You know, accept that they were responsible. No blame. No shame. No judgment. Just acceptance. You know, it doesn't mean we agree with or like the action or that behaviour. But we accept the situation as it really is. You know, and that prevents a culture of blame and shame actually, you know, emerging later on. I'm learning to take ownership of my own failures. And I suppose starting to create a culture where learning rather than avoiding mistakes will be my top, my top priority. And yes, sometimes other people's mistakes do need to be discussed but the goal is to learn from mistakes and definitely it's not to humiliate not to humiliate another person because the thing about a mistake is is that it can and it does actually teach us valuable lessons lessons that lead to future successes mistakes are needed for us to learn it's impossible to know how to do something without first learning how to do it. You think about it, it's just like a baby taking its first steps. The baby doesn't know how to walk with the first attempt. The baby falls over again and again. And the baby slowly learns balance. But the baby isn't making mistakes. The baby's only learning how to do something that it's never done before. And learning new things really is, it's the nature of life. Anyway, I'm going to close off with a quote that I've just found by a chap called Stephen Goodyear, which actually sums up where I'm at quite perfectly. An important decision I made was to resist playing the blame game. The day I realised that I am in charge of how I will approach problems in my life, that things will turn out better or worse because of me and nobody else. 
that was the day I knew I would be a happier and healthier person. And that was the day I knew I could truly build a life that matters. Mm, I like that very much. Anyway, uh, that's it for me. Um, thank you for listening. And please do remember to, to be gentle with yourselves. I hope you all have um, have a lovely weekend. I've got a few small garden projects in mind for my husband to get started on. So what I, I, think, I reckon um, a trip to B&Q is probably on the cards, you know, to get the supplies. Anyway, as ever, please do continue to like, comment, share and subscribe. And hopefully we'll speak soon. Take care now. Bye bye.